time, and I'm quoting CM Punk there. It's Cape Crisis. <laughs> oh, my bad. Hi, everybody. It's Cape Crisis. It's a comic book podcast hosted every week by me, Henry Gilbert. I wish I was tired of that. And that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and uh, this is the weekly comic book podcast mm-hmm. that we do about uh, the events in the world of comic books and uh, things related to them. And this week, we finally have an excuse to talk about wrestling, but we'll do that after the intros, which include co-host Christopher Antista. Yay! Um, and... The uh, Morning Zoo! <laughs> and special guest, Dangerous Dave Rudden. Best in the world. That's because you're the sports guy now. Mm-hmm. The sports guy. Um, can I do something up at the top, Hank? Sure. I wanted to thank everybody... Um, who donated during the commentary phase because we were very serious. Giving something in return, uh, I s- made the biggest Amazon purchase I ever made. We got a lovely... I hope you did it through your own link. Uh, I can't do that. Um, huh. I, uh, I can never do that. You should have given you them money to Dave yeah. and me and then we could have bought it through the... I've never spent that much, but we got a new got computer. A it is on the way. We have a, um, a new camera and I'm going to... I'll tell you a little more what we're going to do with that later. Oh, fuck it. We're going to Japan. Yeah, we are um, going to Japan. We'll talk about that more in this episode, too, because this is our last one that we're recording before going uh, to Tokyo. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Yeah, is it? Oh, shit. It's last one. I'm, I ain't going to be here next week. All right. All right. I'm gonna Where be am in, I going to be? Uh, you will be here. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> You're leaving on the 20th, so. Okay. So I got 10 days to get my affairs in order. <laughs> But, well, 20 I, seconds. I, but I feel like I misappropriated some of that money, and I wanted to share that right here with the Cape Crisis audience. Okay. I I told you, I was like, how many, how many Amazon purchases have I made since I was laid off from my job? Mm-hmm. Turns out zero. I have bought nothing. I have bought nothing, but I had one thing in my cart from March, and it was a $20 book. And I'm like, I got to do this. It's been sitting there, and I'm, I don't remember putting it in my cart at all, but I, I, I've seen it. It uh-huh. this, and it is... Chris is pulling something out of here. the worst thing uh-huh. of all time. Timeline uh-huh. of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something that would go into like the timeline of the books and the films, and I'm looking at it, and it's literally like a fucking wizard guide. <laughs> yeah. And so it was every... Oh, it's every... It's everything it, that's been published. Yeah, I think it, I think it's everything that's been published on the subject of Planet of the Apes. Wow! But in order, crazy. Um, but eh. it's not, that's not what I thought it would be. It's like it, good bathroom reading. Uh, it's not what I thought it would be. I, thought, I kind of wanted just more long form stuff about Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. Uh, ooh, this goes up to after the year thirty nine seventy nine. Nice. Okay, so it is. The, it takes expanded fiction into the timeline. I think so because it starts. Look. It starts out in one million BC. Okay, read us... T- turn to, like, the middle of the book and read middle us an book. event from it. <clears throat> Before 2139, a female chimp named Cora is exiled from the village for rebuking an elder. Oh. Dr. Zayas was not stand for that. And that is right underneath. December 4th, 2125, NASA launches the spaceship... Cassiopeia. All communications cease after takeoff, and the ship is lost. The four, the crew of four, Commander Ulysses, Martinez, Romulus, and Sophie, <laughs> are placed in cryogenic sleep for the voyage's duration. During a time warp, entering a time warp, the ship is propelled forward to 3889. What are they talking about? Oh, that's the one. Is that the one where they, the monkey baby? The end? No, 30. So, okay. Oh, well, that, I didn't know oh, there was a year on that, that the year 
of Planet of the Apes it's is thirty eight eighty nine. I don't know that it always is. So is that, that's in date order. But I'm I'm saying that because we're dorks, and that is specifically the Ubisoft Game Boy Advance Planet of the wow. Apes game based off of the Marky Mark Wahlberg twenty wow. two thousand one Tim Burton nine eleven worst thing ever made movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's one of those films that like Can my you scroll mo- to like uh, today's date. <laughs> It's, oh, it's a film that like erased and like nine eleven erased it for me of just like it, it put everything in perspective like yeah this, this film didn't matter like one year later who cares oh my god we're at war Lisa and this is the closest thing to our date mm-hmm. two thousand ten Lisa and Caesar have their first child a boy whom they name Cornelius to honor oh. his father oh, wow. oh and they traded with a uh, another. Monkey baby and that monkey baby with, shot with Ricardo Montalban. Yes, yeah. yes. Dave knows the Planet of the Apes better than anybody here. Mm. I knew that too. All right, yeah. just one. Uh, so that, that was an exciting, uh, <laughs> an exciting trip. Join the Jerry Goldsmith music. Well, instead of uh, you know our normal talk, though, I you know if we may humble brag just a little bit, we did have a fun weekend, mm-hmm. uh, a crazy weekend that was not spent reading many comic books. Oh, it was this weekend was the worst. If you've heard Laser mm-hmm. Time yet, I, I don't know if I've recovered. I think you're you're definitely not as hungover and, no, and miserable as you were yesterday. Yeah, so. I didn't realize like because I I woke up and like you're like you called me and, like you ready to do this, bro? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just went to bed. I'm still terrible. <laughs> but I think it was like one in the afternoon when I woke oh, is up. this was this Saturday Sunday? Okay, yeah, Sunday yeah. was even worse. Well, so yeah, our weekend was very late Friday night, like eleven thirty Friday night. We got to meet the creator, co-creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. And we got to hang out with him and drink and, and be friends. And that was cool. It was cool. We we even recorded a tiny, tiny thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, but he, he was just the nice guy ever. And then, but it was a very late night, till, or what we thought seemed like a late night, till 2 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we imbibed some fluids. We, I mean, we sucked each other's dicks. Indeed. <laughs> In front of him, he was just like, I want to watch you guys suck each other's dicks. And we're like, all sure. right. I have this power. Yeah. Whatever. Just just do lemon grab. Yeah. And that's the, that's <laughs> the price. Just sure. do that. Thing. And he's like, now nah, my throat hurts. I can't do it. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, uh, we got something to make that uh, throat. I, I saw that <laughs> hanging there. I was like, I'm not going for it. I'm not. <laughs> But uh, anywho, so that was the first night. Really fucking fun, dude. And, yeah. then, um, and then the second night, we all went out to a separate party, and everybody drank for five hours. And then at two in the morning, we hang out with Justin Roiland again, and then stay up till four. I, I do not. I am a great drinker. Mm-hmm. I don't have blackout zones. <laughs> I have several. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we did. Really, <laughs> I, I didn't know we came over at two. I thought it was like eleven. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. And, much and then of the next day, then we recorded some podcasts that you guys will listen to. So good podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, so boy, an exciting, exciting day, mm. uh, exciting weekend that left me with like when I came into work today, I was just like, oh yeah, and there was all that stuff I was supposed to do over the weekend. I didn't mm-hmm. do it. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Smashy, we didn't talk. Smashy. We didn't talk much about comic books, though, but uh, we had a good time with the man. And so yes. let me just say again that I've already said on the show, which is get the Rick and Morty Blu-ray. Like, it is amazing. Such a great show. Mm-hmm. Buy, a great Blu-ray set. Buy yeah. The, yeah, it is an amazing Blu-ray set. Give him money. Come on. Don't just, don't just torrent Did you say the commentaries were on there? The commentaries are incredible. They have regular commentaries for every episode. And then there are three guest commentaries mm-hmm. they did. 
one of which, like, uh, one has the staff of The Simpsons, so it's like basically wow. a Simpsons commentary track, with you know like what? including Matt Groening talking about an episode of Rick and Morty. Then there's um, one with Pendleton Ward on it. Oh, wow. Uh, and then a third oh, Adventure Time is the most comic booky related one, mm. which is um, Robert Kirkman. Oh, neat. And the current executive producer of The Walking Dead, they talk about it. Guy but, number four. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's so good. And speaking of comic books. Speaking, I wanted to, I want to derail just for one more okay. second. For a second, I was worried you were going to say Kevin Smith. This no. is another TV related yeah. thing, but it happened this week and it's something that couldn't happen in any other media. That has only happened in comics mm-hmm. up to this point. Did you see the Simpsons Futurama crossover? Yeah. Yeah. I, thought well, it I didn't okay. watch it. I, I thought I, it was pretty okay. I saw clips. It was a made up episode, right? I mean, it was I don't like know. a non continuity. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. The Simpsons have never had an episode like that. But uh, it's technically, it's plausible. It involves something the Simpsons do that has repercussions in the Futurama universe. When they canceled Futurama, that was one that, when they did it the final time, it was one of those times I was like, I think we're good. I think we don't, like, <laughs> this one doesn't need to come back again. Like, I think we have enough episodes of Futurama. Like, and that's cra- it, it outstayed its welcome, even though it still had good episodes, even even a couple great episodes up to the end. Like, Yeah. Those movies were not great, though. Eh, oh, they were well, awful. That yeah. first well, one Well, those should have, yeah, what fucked the movies was that, like, they should have been movies or they should have just released four fucking episodes. But mm-hmm. instead of, like... Well, this is four episodes that are sort of a movie, but a new plot will start every twenty minutes in this film. What I really, really want to do, because also I'm looking, I'm trying to look it up on Hulu right now. I wanted to play it on the air because I had complained about it before. There's, I think The Simpsons is still funny in the same way we revered The Simpsons for being funny. I do. Uh-huh. I, 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 and I, there are legitimate moments like that in the episode. Mm. What I can't, what does bug me to see is that the cast members are getting so fucking old and there is a line from Harry Shearer's Mr. Burns this year that is like it is not recognizable as C. <laughs> Montgomery at all oh, it's 26 and, years man and it's I'm like, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to pull that up so, so how old is Harry Shearer I need to find this up he's 70 remember well yeah that's right he's I wonder who will be the he's first in to his go. 70s he's the oldest get, cast member I bet he'll get melanoma I bet he'll be the first but then who knows? Uh, Julie Kadmer could have a taxing husband or wife. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's more on the wife side. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting. Well, um, I, I just remember she played. She was, did a very good job of playing a lesbian on an episode of uh, the Tracy Allman garbage. <laughs> well, what was her? Uh, what was the name of her dumb show on HBO? Tracy takes Tracy, on. Yeah, I'll beat you to it, Dave. You wanted that so bad, you could taste it. You could taste I don't know the why victory. I did. You could taste. <laughs> well, okay. Well, but. Related-ish to uh, to the world of Justin Roiland is being Puppy Cat, mm. which there was a new season of that. Like the adult, like uh, internet cartoons uh, took over my life this weekend, or uh, adult cartoons on the internet took over my life this weekend because it was either Rick and Morty mm-hmm. or it was. Uh, the new Bee and Puppy Cat episode. episodes. The new Bee and Puppy Cat episodes, which I kickstarted. Thank you. <laughs> or, I mean, you're welcome. I kickstarted those. <laughs> and then last was Too Many Cooks. Too Many Cooks. Not God really. Anim- well, there's a small there's animation. animation <laughs> and it's Adult Swim. Yeah. And but Too Many Cooks it's is tough. if if you've somehow not seen it yet, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get on it. But the Bee and Puppy Cat thing is related to comic books just because. 
I uh, so as I said, I kickstarted it, and mm. one of the rewards was to get an exclusive cover to the uh, issue one of Being Puppy Cat, signed by Nat uh, Natasha Allegri herself. Ooh. I, so, have, I have the Burns quote. That was Burns really quote. cool. I want to see. So you. I got my copy in the mail today. That's all. And I, if you haven't seen the comic for Being Puppycat, written by Natasha, she too. wrote at least the first issue. Is she? Yeah, it, it's gimmicky, but I love that it's gorgeous. And then you open it up, and there are QR codes, and she had written scores uh, for certain sections so cool. of the comic, yeah. and you just scan it with your phone. Boom! You jump right to it. Here is unrecognizable Mr. Burns. Let's see if this works. They're burying a time capsule, and they see some ooze. That that could be anyone's ooze. Mr. Burns? Mm. Mr. Burns? What happened to yes? I think How does he sound younger than... Yeah, and he sounded older the last time I heard him. It just I sounds like... I think he forgot how to do I it. I only got one in me. Yeah. He's like, you're getting one take. I hope you're happy I just thought, with it. I rewound it three times. I thought it was so disturbing. Well, Skinner doesn't sound so great these days either. Skinner definitely sounds old. Yeah. For faux show. They maybe should stop. Maybe. No, they'll never stop. You can't stop the they'll Simpsons. Never stop the Simpsons. <laughs> I don't think they should stop. I think they should go, like, if I'm treating it with the respect and the reverence mm-hmm. of uh, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny, and I would like to put Simpsons in that class, you keep going. You never stop. Also, B and Puppycat were wearing uh, the. I watched the stream up mm-hmm. to the premiere, though I got to see it early, because again, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, in it, uh, Natasha was wearing the same um, uh, Kiki's delivery service shirt that I just bought to wear for the trip to Japan. I was like, wow, we both shopped at Hot Topic. And <laughs> like, oh, neat. Well, because I went to Hot Topic because somebody, like, I didn't want to go. But when we were at the mall, uh, for at the mall food court near where we work, uh, they, they said, uh, hey, I hear Hot Topic has new Studio Ghibli stuff. We should go buy it. And I was like, because Studio Ghibli is cool and smart, mm-hmm. there were no bad shirts. As wow. in, like, no funny shirts. Like, they... Like they would not cotton to that shit, so it's just logos yeah. and images from from the stuff. No picture of a uh, poor Roscoe with like Yolo yeah. <laughs> beneath it. Why? That would be the worst. He's a little service shirt with like "Touch my pussy." <laughs> Come on, you couldn't buy that. At, yeah. that's, that's a Spencer's gift shirt, not a Hot Topic shirt. Uh, I love it. I love it. I am going to totally wear one of those shirts to the Miyazaki Museum. Whispers of my fart. Tomorrow, like. <laughs> that's... Next next month, next week. <clears throat> Whenever. Ten days. Nope. Two Ten. weeks from now, we're going to the Miyazaki Museum. Can't That's the sound of us going inside the Miyazaki Museum, because Japan is outer space. It sure and is. And before you think I misappropriate any of the donations, let's all thank my girlfriend for paying for that. Mm-hmm. Paying for the flight to Japan. Are you sure you didn't just launder the money through her? No. Huh? Exposed I'm, collusion. I'm positive. Uh, it was one of those times where she's Ethics like... Ethics and podcasting. She's like, no, I'll pay for it. You can pay me back whenever. I'm like... Under no circumstances. And she's like, you don't understand. I got a new credit card, and I get rewards, so I just want to buy a bunch of shit on it. And like, it's like, my brain was like, I wanted to just smack her for saying that. (laughs) Don't do, don't fucking buy into that dumb horse shit. Credit card company wanted to put you in a lifetime of debt. But then I thought, okay, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Well, I hope you're a good boyfriend the entire time there. Mm. I I expect at least one meltdown and one unfortunate argument we're going to have to all witness. For me... Yeah. yeah, probably. Who else would it be? I think there will be at least one moment of drama of just like, well, fine. I don't even want it. No, I'm going over here <laughs> to have fucking good, have a good weekend. No, I'm gonna no be, we're going to stay at the sumo matches. I'm going to be obnoxious because I'm going to, like, what I'm gonna, trying to do is 
I want to film a bunch of crazy Japanese shit. If there's anything you want to see, if there's anything you think I should film or we should go fuck around with, mm-hmm. let us know. Let me know on Twitter, Cantista. But can, just know can that you go it's... to a bukkake. Uh, I, I swear to God, like <laughs> e- even the gross shit, I want to go and like try anything anywhere I can bring a camera and not be kicked out within five minutes. I bet if you went into the, one of the private masturbation rooms, you could pull out your camera there very easily. Oh, I should but... see what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing it, but oh, I'll totally do that. <laughs> And, um, uh, but you know that you're not. A, uh, there's laws against dancing in clubs in Japan, right? Really? They, yeah, you can't. There's no dance clubs in Japan. It's illegal, like, to to dance in a club. Yeah, like, that's, so. that's all because of President John Ritgau. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of weird laws. Well, I, they're just going through this thing now of like harassing women who go on maternity leave. Like, what? if they go, if you get pregnant on the job, like, you're giving a bunch of crap because they're like, uh, see, this is why we don't let women on the job. They're not taking it seriously. And then, like, a woman is suing now because, like, she got demoted. Like, she went on maternity mm-hmm. leave and came back. They're like, well, you got demoted. You weren't here, so you don't, you don't get to keep your spot. Yep. Uh, yep. God damn it. Jeez. That doesn't sound like a way a Japanese company would work, right? I mean, <laughs> moving on. Hey, did anybody else read any comics? I did. I did. I read a weird one. Um, thank you to um, my guy, guy. Good. And, uh, and Tim Wade hooked me up with, um, I read... Um, original sin annual, mm. really cool. Not not that. written by Jason Aaron, but okay. it takes place. Did, you read original sin, right? Yes. When um, when Nick Fury meets the original Man on the Wall, yes, we go back and see more Men on the Wall oh, with that's cool. um, with Herbert Stark. What the fuck is Tony's dad's name? Uh, Herschel. I don't remember, but old man Stark is there, is present mm. for a lot of it. It's a strange one, really, but a neat read. And I started uh, the first issue of Edge of Spider Verse. Is it Edge? It's Spider Verse now, right? Yeah, not it's Edge just, of Spider Verse. Well, the Spider. And let me look this up on Comicsology, but, but I'm pretty sure Spider Verse hasn't started. It's the officially. amazing. It has the amazing Spider Man number nine mm. is uh, Spider Verse number one. All right, I have not read that one. You're ahead of me on this. I have and. You have you. I'm not sure I'm on board with it at all. (laughs) What? I don't know. It's just too fucking silly. It really is. There is something in it that's going to make you very happy, and like right right from the first couple pages of the issue. That's what it really is. Fucking silly. Well, it's made for somebody. It's made for people who have read seven thousand Spider-Man. I guess. I guess. But the idea that there's like thousands of realities with thousands of Spider-Man, they're all going to team up. Yet somehow, six one six Spider-Man is the most important. Well, because he was the first. It was. How is that possible? How is that possible with thousands of realities? I'm betting they're just going to say there's something about the realities from of like oh, this and, it's go- and it's in no way going to be satisfactory. I disagree. The the cool the, there was the one cool thing. It, it's not a huge spoiler because I don't think they're going to spend a lot of time there. Okay. Um, Morlin, um, you know what about? Tell me something about Morlin. I don't know much about Morlin. Morlin is he was a creation of J. M. Straczynski, mm-hmm. who shows up and uh, is like the ultimate enemy for Spider-Man. Like he was actually written very sloppily. He's just like he's a guy who hunts down totems. Mm-hmm. Like he hunts down. He's Spider-Man is the spider totem, and he mm-hmm. wants to eat that power. So he's hunting down Spidey, fighting him and chasing after mm-hmm. him, and he's unstoppable. Like, Spider-Man can't beat him. Like, and it's it's just so simple. Like, no, what happens when Spider-Man faces a guy, like, who can't be beat? Oh, wait, no, that, I think they said that's, then, that's why he is important, is because he is the only one who has beaten him. Yeah, so he eventually does beat him, mm-hmm. because that's the whole thing. And he, he like, he beats him twice. Uh, Morlin actually, like, gets so powerful that he, like beats Spider-Man to death and then eats his eyeball. 
and then Jeez. and then Spider-Man's body is reborn in a very stupid story that everybody should forget. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Moreland is going through all these different realities and consuming spider totems, only exclusively spider totems. Well, but it's the he Morlun's be, family. It's not just Morlun. It is. It is. But um, why spider totems? Could they not be America totems or Hulk <laughs> totems? No, it's he, well. So Dan Slott, I believe, has expanded it to just he's hunting spiders. He is general. hunting spiders, and the one the cool thing I thought he's like, okay, we got to pull these guys out of this reality and get them into the other one. All right, we're because Superior is collecting them from the other realities because he went forward into twenty ninety nine, yes. so he still exists. But it's the one before who comes back to our time. It's barely. But the the, yeah. the one I loved was they're like, no, we're safe in this reality, and he's like, why? And you're like, oh, hi, I'm um, Cosmic Spider-Man. I never let the cosmic power uh, the cosmic power go. I'm incredibly powerful. If Moreland sets foot in this reality, I will fucking murder him in one second. Oh, However, okay. should we leave, my cosmic powers don't work. Oh, um, that's cool. And I like that idea. I have not seen or heard of Cosmic Spider-Man in fucking years. Yeah. In, well, in, you in remember him. Years. I'm betting you the remember him as the Marvel card. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought so. But I remember the outfit, too. Like the... the um, the Captain Universe clothes, yeah, with blue and white. I loved yeah. it. I do like that costume too. It was a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. So um, I like that universe, but it is. He goes to all the cartoon universes because mm-hmm. Marvel does own those. Mm-hmm. But he says there's just six Spider Men he can't go to because Marvel won't we'll let him. Like he's not allowed to. Yeah. Well, you should you know watch. What, you know what those are? I know I'm one of them is. Of well, it's the movies. Every movie. Toby Madge. And also the um, Toei. Toei. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the ones I know. There apparently is. I bet probably the seventies TV show. He probably can't go there either. Mm-hmm. But that's an it. Italian Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah he actually Spider-Man. did say he can't do. It. He couldn't do Italian Spider Man, <laughs> which is too bad because I love. So I really <laughs> my people deserve a hero too. Is all well, Spider Manja. and Mr. Raparez did an, the best yes. Halloween costume ever. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so good. I feel like I read some more stuff, but somebody else. Dave! Um, I didn't read anything, oh. but I watched some things. What? Uh, well, the the better thing I watched was Interstellar. I mean, mm. I, I know it's not comic book related, but it is I'm very... sure everybody who's listening is interested. I am disappointed in... myself for not watching Me too. Interstellar. Me too. Yeah. But hey, I was able no. to carve out three non-Royal Endowers <laughs> over the weekend to go see that. But it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It mm. was, you know, I mean, it's... As far as like Nolan movies go, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it is long; somewhere it's almost three middle. hours. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. I keep it, reading but, a lot of weird things about it, but like it actually doesn't feel that long, mm. except for probably the last twenty minutes That's where it it tries to be like the second coming of two thousand one: A Space oh, Odyssey. Boy. That's Ooh. what I was feared. So this is a danger with directors like Nolan mm-hmm. or or Peter Jackson who yeah. like. They they got to keep making movies bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and they and they had a movie that was like, oh no, this should be two hours and twenty minutes long, two hours and thirty minutes long. Like for for Nolan, it was The Dark Knight. I felt like, yeah, yeah. this should be over two hours, totally. Mm-hmm. See, and then Inception, like, yeah, this is about as long as it should it's be. Good. But it works. But The Dark Knight Rises, like, mm-hmm. it was both too long and too short. Like bit. it actually should have been three and a half hours long to kind get in all the shit they it, wanted. It's like yeah. that that one chance of like. Yeah, you guys should have split this up into two. It should have just two been two sequels. Movies. It could have been really fun. And then second, uh, like same with um, Peter Jackson, he got to make three, like three and a half hour long Return of the King, which should, if anything, should be yeah. that epically long. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
But then since then he's like, no, every film's three hours, like at least, like that's that's how long films are. Like, no, no. dude, no, fuck you. Only no. only WWE pay per views get to be that long. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's did you? But you enjoy the movie? Though? I did. I did. Recommend um, it. Yes, and then, like the the like the worlds that he's able to create in that movie are amazing mm. to look at. So mm-hmm. like the Earth and I don't the want to know much about it. I, yeah, I love being light really on every Nolan movie I've walked in having watched everything and I still know very little about yeah. what's actually going to happen. And I love that. I love that mm-hmm. he gets to keep things secret. Mm-hmm. Like these, that he's that involved and in I the, will in see the it as soon as I can convince Heidi to do it. Uh, and here's why it's relevant. It got its ass kicked by Big Hero 6. Wow. The newest Marvel film which we also have. Which does, I'm just, so find it bizarre. It has, it has no Marvel branding. I think it's because Marvel's playing, <laughs> playing their card of like, no, we are Marvel. Nobody makes Marvel movies but Marvel. Disney's going to make this then it's not Marvel. Like weird, huh. like they're not, a, even reprint, they're not even reprinting the comic. Like, yeah, but it, which, it's, it's, it's a it's a clear it's a clear sign somebody is grumpy, really about it. So? Yeah, mm. trouble in paradise. I mean, huh? I, I can understand <laughs> wanting to make the distinction. I, I hope no one's mad at at anyone else mm. because who the fuck cares about Big Hero Six for fuck's sake? And, and everything I've looked up about it, like that doesn't look like anything I've seen the promotional materials. None mm. of these characters. But then Guardians doesn't either. If you look at the first issue, yeah. Guardians. Did uh, what else? Oh yeah, did did you also see the newest episode of Walking Dead? I did not. I did have that spoiled. Yeah, so, but if you read the comics, then it. Well, well, like oh. the, here's the odyssey of of, the, of what happened in the last episode. I haven't watched it yet, but I said something on I think VGA a couple weeks ago. Busy apocalypse, the layman out there about the fate of a comic book character who like. His uh, his secret was found out ages ago in the comic, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a current co- he's a current character on the show. He's a great character, well, he's a great character in the comic. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I and I, I said like this is what happened careful. in the comic. And Man. when I she said or she, yeah, and it angered somebody on Twitter, and they said like, thanks for spoiling what happened to this guy. He's in the show right now. But then you could just say, well, everything's different on the show. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean he's going to go through the same arc. Andrea's alive. And he alive. goes through the same arc. Yeah, and then this person... Dale was tainted meat. He uh, commented it's... on the Facebook photo from Halloween this year. So I thought, like, oh, it's some uh, some fan of the show. is mm-hmm. like, oh, cool costume, Dave, or cool costume, Chris. And no, it's like, hey, Dave, the thing that you said was going to happen on Walking Dead happened. So, congratulations! You spoiled that episode for me because I haven't watched it yet. Oh, no. So, okay. touche. Boy, that's like an inception there. I'm just yeah, like the levels on that. Thank God, that hour I have back now means I can read more comics. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm hearing season five is really is is a real improvement. It's right. uh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't the, care. The, the, the most recent episode was really good. It, and surprise, it was focused on a character who is not in the comic at all. That's mm-hmm. one Thank of the shows I would like a phantom edit of. Like, could someone just put me, put together? Yeah. And I would. It's like when they edited out all the flash sideways scenes in the final season oh. of Lost. Oh. Well, just God. make every oh, every season a two hour movie. I bet they could make those into really good two hour movies. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, huh, yeah. All right, so. That's uh, that's it for what we've been reading. And yeah, there guess. was one other oh, thing. Look I at this book. It has all oh, this. This it's black and white, but a Planet of the Apes Marvel co- uh, co- uh, Marvel cover yeah. gallery. Holy shit! I think I've said it before in here, but did you know that uh, the the story of the battle over Planet of the Apes, the comic? No. DC and Marvel both wanted it, 
And yeah. they DC thought they had the ace in the hole of like, all right, we're going to have Jack Kirby do our Planet of the Apes Ooh. book. Like, we can get it. We got it. And then Marvel apparently, like, outbid them. Wow. And so they already had him working on a Planet of the Apes book. So instead, they're like, okay, fine. It's on a planet of just all these animals. No apes. Just every uh-huh. animal but aped. And and that's where, like, Commandi uh, the Last Boy, who is a blonde young person, not not old like Ch- Charles, Charlton Heston. It, 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 I ran into some trivia. I'm just going to mention it because I was so pissed. I... It was technically one of the first Marvel movies ever, made in 1980. What do you think the first Marvel movie is? Um, well, I think it was some Captain America uh, serials. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Because right? I, I definitely double-checked that. But uh, for 1980, I don't know. It was fucking Dracula. Tatsunoko made a Dracula anime based on Marvel's oh, based Dracula on comic Marvel's directly. Dracula. Wow. And uh, it came out in 1980. It's apparently fucking terrible and yeah. <laughs> it involves Dracula basically like being the good guy and drained of his powers immediately mm. um, but, but Dave what were you going to say oh fuck you uh, I want to talk more about Dracula <laughs> alright I did watch one other thing what's that uh, it's a, a favorite topic of this show you watched a lot the season premiere of <gasps> Newsroom Room. yeah alright oh. where Let's see the report they tackle the hot button issue of the <laughs> April 2013 Boston Marathon bombings Oof. and guess what they did uh, it right. Will McAvoy and, the, and his team got it right. They knocked it out of the park. <laughs> well, they didn't mock it out of the park because okay. they didn't want to make a mistake. They didn't want to be erroneous. Like there were the whole. There's a big thing last season mm-hmm. which I hated. But they made one mistake. Right? They made this big mistake where they somebody lied. Somebody so cut it, some footage. Yeah, and, inappropriately. And yeah, they were found out and like made a fool of mm-hmm. and oh, I hated that because it was this character who they might as well have just named MacGuffin mm-hmm. who, who he was this like freelancer hotshot guy who wanted to make a name for himself so he doctored the footage and when he not, gets, not Will McAvoy he gave his explanation like why did you do that and like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for your character to have gone yeah. to college to have worked this hard and then do this yeah. while freelancing for us yeah. the third tier network who cares yeah, and so ev- like and, and and everyone else is a saint at this station, yes. and that's again what's happening this season. Like uh, the whole thing well, it's is just like sports night. Everybody's perfect. Yes. Everybody's great. But uh, man, that show at least has some kind of like charm. No, it had charm, and it also wasn't like it wasn't fucking depressing, and it like, wasn't like man. taking on this big lofty ideal of like yeah the Boston Marathon where actual people died. Mm-hmm. They talk about the kid who died in the Boston Marathon bombing. On the fake news, with like some like trying to instill some level of gravitas, when it's like you're a fake network, you didn't actually cover this. Mm-hmm. You're this is like Monday morning quarterback <laughs> of news that happened uh, a year and a half ago. By the way, this sh- the last episode of Newsroom, which felt like forever ago, was still after that actually happened. So, <laughs> wow. can they please like speed things up a little bit? It's like no. it well, they produce it. it so far ahead of time. <sighs> You shouldn't really talk about it. But it was this. all such a misfire. Well, it was just in the news, too, because, like, it's the final season, just yeah. began, new episode, and the, like, people pointing out uh, on The Verge, uh, no, on Vox, Todd Wonder, Tom, Tom Vanderwolf, Vin- yeah. that he, he had a great write up about what's wrong with it and what's wrong with most Aaron Sorkin stuff is that he uses exposition too much. Mm-hmm. Everybody just, 
exposits all the time and just says exactly what's going on and just talk to each other. Like it's no, there's no conflict. Character versus character conflict is so rare. Yeah. And he points out like what, what's, actually... one, what's one of Sorkin's best things of character versus character conflict? The social network. Like mm-hmm. why didn't he do that more? Like that finally had a thing where no, I hate you and you hate me. Let's argue. Well, he had a good quote where he's like, "I think I'm done with TV." And they're like, "Why? You're so I think good. TV's he's done like, with you." Did you? Yeah. Did you notice? I I made four TV shows and only one of them were called West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was canceled. And yeah. no, well, and even West Wing them. had problems. I I think there's there's um, there's so much good in West Wing. Yeah. Um, well, it was something we needed during the Bush years. We needed totally, the, we needed an alternate universe liberal utopia. I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine watching it now. I think the only time I'll revisit. I've tried to. The, have like, you really? Yeah, because I didn't watch it back then. But like, I, I, I really liked Sports Night. I really did too, and that's and, why I yeah, watched the West Wing. I liked Sports Night, but it was so fucking cute and clever. Like, I hate. One thing I hate in in some you know in some Whedon stuff where you can just see like the writer winking through the characters like yeah pretty clever turn of phrase huh mm. like same deal or just like the way this is a dude to cast also that one person somebody else pointed out that in newsroom women get like lectured all the time or they're just like failures mm. or just like oh Emily Mortimer can't use use her email and she cheated on Je- Je- Jeffrey mm. Daniels but he forgave her and they she can't she can't give up on like. Really, she can't give up on this like sixty-year-old yeah. blowhard. Like, who fucking cares? Like, fuck some other dude, Emily Mortimer. You're you're the executive producer of a new show. Yeah, like, and that and, and there was a common theme in this episode. When I feel like the show in, in general is just like the old people are right. Yeah, <laughs> like there's one part where CNN, and again, this is a thing that I would guess happened in real life. Uh, they erroneously reported on uh, a suspect being yes. uh, detained, that and then did happen, yes. and then when they, when CNN had to retract it, everybody in the newsroom cheered, and then Will and the uh, even older guy from Law and Order, like <laughs> they stumbled, s- Sam Watterson, s- scold, they scold everybody like you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you cheering? We should be doing better, not them doing worse. And, and that's like, is, oh god, yeah. That's I mean, the marquee scene of him uh, from the first episode that starts to show that every like people were tweeting around of like, oh yeah, this is right. He's talking about how America isn't the greatest country Ooh. in the world anymore. This is so great that that scene starts first with him shouting at a woman of just mm. like, you are part of the worst period, generation period ever. Period. That's how it ends <laughs> and sorority girl. He's like, oh, if you ever find your way into a voting booth, maybe you should read something. You stupid young girl who doesn't know anything. <laughs> How dare you be a voter? Back in the 60s, men did great things. I understand. We went to the moon. Us men who controlled the 60s, we hey, were the best. Whoa, whoa. I don't like misogyny either, but you are kind of out of control on this. <laughs> that speech sucks. The speech, the speech was fine. It didn't matter if she was a guy or a girl. But it was a girl. It was a so stereotypical what? sorority so girl. What? It could have been any With her perky tits and in her, in her, in her and pink top. And clearly you have watched later in the show where she becomes a cast member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure she probably... What, are, was her, what was her speech? Did she say, like, you were right, older man. I, I want to work <laughs> for you now. We have taken this joke oh, too far. <laughs> One last thing. Okay, One last Dave, thing about okay. it. And this made me the angriest. Uh, so the entire theme of the episode is uh, the, the, Will <laughs> McAvoy's news thing. network, they finish in last of the news networks because they didn't want to rush to the story. They mm-hmm. took their time. They didn't want to make the same mistakes they did with the last season thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning of the episode, 
something comes in and uh, it's like, oh, we've only been hearing this through Twitter. We need to get it verified. And uh, I think Will or somebody says, yeah, no, no network is going to run this unverified. And then, boom, Fox News. And the fact that you made me sympathize with Fox News because I hate everybody on this show, that is a travesty that I... Uh. All right. I'm sorry. You really did. You got me, to, you got me <laughs> into you did. that zone. Look what you did, Dave. I didn't want to do you that. Look, we are... This is the only source well, I know. That was that. Uh, Dave Rudd with our official newsroom reports. Uh, he'll be back every week with another <laughs> recap of the newsroom on Cape Crisis, the comic book show about sequential art and Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> well, hey, you two, feel free to record an episode without me next week and only talk about the next episode of Newsroom. Oh, I can record without you? I mean, sure. We've done other episodes without me. but uh, Yeah, there was like two, and you made fun of me for not being on it. I don't think mm-hmm. that happened. I am not, yeah. Prove me wrong. Don't you remember case. when people were tweeting at Brett that he's the best Cape Crisis co- host? No, I think you're probably remembering one or two things. This happened. I know. I feel like anyway. there was, and they were oh, both shit. named No Henry's Isn't Allowed. Nice. There's two Planet of the Apes mangas, apparently. Um, I'm not surprised. They like they like apes as much as us. I know. I just figured there'd be more than two, because I have yeah. Time of the Apes on DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break. This has been a really long segment, thanks to Newsroom Talk. God Getting in that newsroom. Blame rush. Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> apologies to everybody. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Reads shuffle. Regroup. There's big news to talk about. Uh, when we come back, and also the superhero spotlight related to it, and your answers to last week's question of the week. And welcome to the break, aka my apology for talking about newsroom for so long. I'm really sorry. Dave just said it, and it just set me off. Hey, but this series is ending soon, so you know you really won't hear me talk about it for a while. I, uh, and that'll be done, like for real. But anyway, thanks again for listening and suffering through all the newsroom talk. I really do appreciate it. And uh, you know, if you want to show your appreciation for the show, if you really enjoy it, and you want to help. Help us out. There's a lot of ways you can do that. So go to lasertimepodcast.com. That's the home of Cape Crisis. And on there, you'll see a lot of ways uh, to assist the site. There's a PayPal button. You can just give a little tip. Like, those are always much appreciated. Like, just a little, like, hey, you're doing good. Thanks. Like, here's a little something. Like, it's always nice to receive. It helps keep the wheel turning. There's also a t-shirt store. You can buy t-shirts. Wonderful Laser Time t-shirts to show your love for Laser Time wherever you go. And there's a bunch of links to Amazon on the right side. Now, we have a bunch of suggestions of stuff you can get. But really, in this holiday season, you're going to be buying lots of stuff on Amazon. All I ask, please, if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, click on any of those Amazon link suggestions on the right side. It'll open up on Amazon. Whatever you buy through that link, a little bit of money comes our way and no extra cost to you. Just please, you're buying stuff through Amazon for Christmas, for whatever holiday at this season, like buy it through those links to get to just just help us out, please. Like I, I ask I ask you very kindly to do that. Also, if you uh, have not reviewed the show yet, I always love seeing new reviews. On iTunes and, and new, like, star score, please. Five stars all the time. Five stars forever. And now time's for the hang 
Jinx Corner pick of the week. This week's pick is the first three books of the Jason Aaron Thor run. That's really great. Jason, uh, Jason Aaron's approach to Thor is this very interesting, like, take on it that uh, embraces his role as a deity and him being kind of a space alien deity in, in just really cool ways. He's he's very distant from people, but he loves them too. And but he fights a god killer, just a guy who hunts down different gods and just tears them to pieces. And you get to see Thor in all these different points in his life when he was a rebellious teen, where he's at now, and a future Thor that rules Asgard all alone. Like all of it is great, great, great. You should definitely check it out. Uh, and you can buy that through the links on this week's. Uh, episode page on lasertimepodcast.com check it out buy that or buy anything else through Amazon like I said and now back to the rest of the show guys we're back and uh, you know who else is back in uh the news who, who has taken a break ever since royal rumble it's the excuse oh. to talk about professional wrestling yeah. oh, we are scaring people off <laughs> in droves but this is cool though cm punk is back as Co- marvel comics newest writer guys i will tell you right now i'm not that into wrestling and part of the reason why is that cm punk is not there he was great he was a great personality mm-hmm. on this on, on that program uh, and he basically he basically walked away from his contract and had to stop making public appearances. Mm. And we've all been kind of waiting to see what he's going to do next. The fact that he's writing fucking Thor yeah. with the artist from Chu. Yep. It wow. the, the, it look, the issue looks great. So scheduled for February 2015, oh. CM Punk is writing Thor Annual Number One, which uh, let's see the story illustrated by uh, the Robert. Gilori focuses on the younger incarnation of the Thunder God introduced by Jason Aaron in the Thor God of Thunder ongoing. The only thing Jason said to me, I need a story about young Thor. Tell me what you think. And the first idea that popped into my head was the first thing I pitched to him and he said he loved it. So we're running with it. The idea was let's do a story about Thor as a kid, as kind of a, as, as kind of a brash bratty teenager. Who's like, I'm totally worthy of this hammer. My dad's full of shit. I don't know why I'm not worthy of the hammer. Look at all this cool stuff I did. And it's more or less a drinking story. He's going to sit. Thor. He's going to sit down with a few choice characters from the Marvel universe, and they're all going to be drinking. And Thor's going to basically be complaining about essentially why his dad won't give him the keys to the car. Wait, so a straight edge guy's going to be right about yeah, drinking? Exactly. It's going to be unbelievable from the onset. I am so stoned on booze. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think this is exciting to me because. I have actually heard him say in the past that he wants to write, like he wanted to write a Punisher story. Like I literally, time for time for a little uh, humble braggy here. Ooh. But I've got to interview him several times. <laughs> I've got to interview him several times. I got to ask him about comic book stuff because I I follow him on Twitter. I know he's a big comic book fan, and even like in his documentary, he he talks about one of his first jobs was at a comic book store, yep. and like if, with when he was seen in a picture recently. It was a photograph of him with Bill Simmons of ESPN at an ice hockey show. 
Simmons is wearing a Batman shirt, and CM Punk is wearing a an orange thing shirt with things saying it's clobbering time, which is the thing he yeah. says when he walks to the ring. Oh, it's, it's we have that in common. I love the thing so much. Well, he's wearing the thing shirt. What did you just call a hockey game? A no, hockey match? Did I say that? Or what hockey is it, game? Is that bad? It, Go to dump his books, uh, you jock. What are you going to do in the comic program, Dave? They were an an L.A. Kings game. (laughs) But but anywho, so yeah, it was just that that he had said he wanted to write comic books. He had had said he has this Punisher story he wants to do. Mm -hmm. I see him tweeting friendly things at Ed Brubaker, Jason Aaron... Uh, Greg Rucka, like all these folks, and and, uh, and and the comic artist Jill Thompson, like she designed, who she worked on Sandman and, and Scary Godmother. Mm-hmm. She designed his ring gear, and also da- mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's ring gear, mm-hmm. and she drew the Daniel the CM Punk shirt I own mm-hmm. that I wanted to show her at Comic Con. Like I wanted to go to the table. She was supposed to be at Comic Con, but she was taking a break the one time I went over there, but. So yeah, he is he is very much entrenched in the comic book world. Are obsessed with showing people shirts of their IP. I want them to know <laughs> I'm a real fan. I but I have look, I have a certain a tiny level of respectability that makes me like I can say I write for a website that is a real website. Mm-hmm. I'm not just nobody. So like take you can I feel like I think I you can should pass them a note that says that first. I feel like I can wear that <laughs> shirt. Well, I wear the shirt and I say, "Hey, I'm this person who works for this website." So I am a real person, though anybody can have a website, and anybody can say they're from a website. I didn't say that, Hank. That's you're fine. you're very legitimate. Look, okay, yes, there's a, an aspect to the Justin Roiland story is that when we mm. met him the first night, I was wearing my Rick and Morty t-shirt. Oh, that is a cool story to it, because you left it on my fucking counter. Well, I left a sticker there, so it did... I didn't know this. It started a funny story, because... The point that I was making that Henry intentionally wore the Rick and Morty shirt when he knew we were going to meet Justin Roiland. Yes. I'm like, really, dude? Yes, and, and I did do that because I wanted to show him that I bought the Comic Con shirt mm. that I bought. The and shirt I was obsessed Comic-Con. with looking cool in front of somebody I respect. I, I'm in no better position here. <laughs> I was. I think neither of us were. I think Tyler was his favorite person anyway. I don't. I don't even want to begin to have that conversation. But look, the point <laughs> is, I, I had the Comic Con shirt that I wanted to show off to him. Like, hey, Comic Con, I, I was there. I bought your T-shirt, and then I he was like. There was a sticker. We had to put a sticker on it because it wasn't supposed to say Comic Con on it. It was bullshit, man. I was like, wow. Anyway, well, that, that it's that is against the rules to put the word Comic Con. You can't. You yeah. have to license the use to put the for word the thing you're selling at for, the show for your thing you're selling at Comic Con. And so Henry had this shirt with this Wubba Lubba Dub Dog sticker, and he's like, you know what? That's there. And like he, he pulled it off, and it's like, he's like, well, let's print Comic Con on it. And they made it. They were going to make us pull the shirts off the uh, off the shelves at Comic Con. Mm. Uh, so fun. Yeah, so if you uh, go to the Starburns Industry bo- booth and buy their stuff when you're there, man. It's, it's good stuff. All right, so anyway, CM Punk writing a comic book. I'm really excited about that. I, I know he's a big comic book nerd, and so I, I'm i waiting for that. And, like, man, he'll be at comic convention signing the book. It's yeah. like, and, and will, but this annual seems like a test. Like, the mm-hmm. Marvel's like, hey, let's test you out here. And see if you can deliver this script on time and with no problems, then we'll give you a monthly book. And he's—I genuinely—he's a charismatic, incredibly funny person, and mm-hmm. I hate that he had, he was removed from the public eye yeah, for he, a long time. He wasn't super removed. He, like, he, he could not—he doing... could not speak into a microphone. He appeared on Talking Dead. Yeah, that's like Bill I Brooks. think afterwards. <laughs> no, yeah. this was actually while he was still. Oh, no, that did happen. Yeah. 
But I just think that sucks. I think he would be the perfect host of something. Mm-hmm. I think he, I, he wants to write a comic book. I'm just, ha- I'm just happy. He's kind of unhappy. I mean, I'm glad he seems to be happier because, well, part of his mystique is how grumpy he is, and mm-hmm. that's what's kind of fun about him. So it also, his name. it also makes him hard to interview because I'm like, you fucking hate me. Like I'm just like the look on your face. Um, oh really? The just mm-hmm. this maybe this is all in my head, mm-hmm. but I, I doubt I, it. But I look at his face like, you really hate me and you hate having to do this interview, but it's part of your job to do the interview. That's why you reference fucking Peter Lawyer, Laurie and be like, you hate me, don't you? And I bet he'd get it. I bet he probably it. would. You hate me, don't you, Rick? Precisely why you hate me is precisely why. I only trust you with the secret. Rick. Uh, Rick. Morty. <laughs> um, oh, that's a lovely mashup. But man, uh, I just hope he gets all, like, if he does enough of these, like, things, like Talking Dead and... Like covering Comic Con for Nerdist and mm-hmm. like all the stuff. Like I thought, I the, the more he does writing. this and the quicker he does it in succession, mm-hmm. the more the quicker he'll get it out of his system and come back to wrestling. Uh, yeah. I think he's done. I think he really mm-hmm. could. I now I, nobody's ever done with wrestling. Yeah. Everybody comes back. Everybody. Not comes Kurt back. Angle. Not the right show. Not the right. Kurt show. Angle's <laughs> no. been on. He's he's been on mm-hmm. wrestling this Not whole the right time. Show. All right, so let's go into the s- superheroes. Spotlight. I wasn't ready. Hero. I don't know. You didn't have your hand on the, on the mouse. That's for uh, Will McAvoy. Yeah, Will McAvoy. <laughs> <And> his... <laughs> Born in 1943, is part of the to the son of the greatest generation. Registered member of the Republican Party. His superpower is he can't lie, mm-hmm. and he's such a cool dude. <laughs> he was inspired by both Kennedy and Reagan. I hope that's not it. <laughs> no. All right. It's Thor. Let's talk about Thor because. Uh, I mean, CM Punk's writing him, so why oh, this not? is going to get confusing. All right, so we got the character of Thor, aka uh, sometimes Donald known Blake. as Thor Mas- oh. Masterson. Uh, sorry, Eric Masterson or Donald Blake, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. First appearance is in. Uh, it was Tales of Sus. Damn it! All right, well, I'll find it out. Tales of Suspense, Strange Mystery, <laughs> Journey into Mystery, uh, Journey. Uh, yeah, Journey into Mystery number. Seven. Uh, I, I apologize for being so unprepared, guys, but it's Journey into Mystery number 83, August 1962, which makes him the same age as Spider-Man. He, they both turned 50 at the same time. Uh, no one ever celebrates that. <laughs> yeah, you or get Thor. overshadowed by Spider-Man. Oh, Thor's, uh, Spider-Man's oh, never died. Uh, sorry, he, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber, a.k.a. Stan Lee's the brother. Oh. Not Stan Lee's <laughs> brother, who also gets overshadowed in things. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, so it was the taking of the public domain uh, mythological character Thor, Mm -hmm. who is cursed to become a human for being a blowhard Mm -hmm. uh, father uh, by his father and just gets like trapped to the body of the infirmed uh, doctor Donald Blake. He walks around with a, a walking stick that he pounds the walking stick to the ground and transforms. When and was the last uh, that Straczynski used Donald Blake, didn't he? When he yeah, when he, yeah, he reintroduced Donald Blake because I think Blake is central to it. It complicates things too much. It does to it, do it in the movie, but I think in comic books he needs the other identity of Donald Blake. I, I think so. Well, they dumped it. Like once Straczynski was gone, they're like, "Yeah, there's no more Donald Blake. We're yeah, done with it." He's, he's just they, him. If he's a, if he's a god from space. Mm. I don't know that he needs another identity. Who's he, who's he protecting? Other gods in space? Look, we don't need you to do this, Henry. So at first, Blake was... Well, Henry, Henry, I got this. I'm, I'm taking over the superhero spotlight. What? Yes. Oh, 
That is it. That is the worst gif of all time. Uh, so I gotta get that. So Thor and his Mjolnir uh, hammer, like it was revealed in Thor one fifty eight that Blake was always Thor. Mm-hmm. That the enchantment had just caused him to forget that he had been Thor the entire time, and so that's when they kind of ditched. They they sort of ditched Donald Blake in the middle of it because Jack Kirby builds this amazing world for Thor mm-hmm. that is like space gods like it is mm-hmm. it is gods but in space he fights aliens all the time like the the mashup of Norse mythology and sci-fi that's in there that, that's fr- that's the base I talked to you about that, that before Jack Kirby about that started. fucking Earth X uh, Earth X is really fun I don't know how much of that mm-hmm. is considered canonical but I love that like now the the Asgardians appear to uh, appear as Norse gods because when they first visited Earth it was during the era of worshipping those gods Mm-hmm. And they thought, they're already worshipping these beings, and we have all the powers of these things they're showing reverence to. We will take that form so as not to frighten the shit out of them. Ah. Because that's who we are. And like they could have taken any form, and they kept that form and created Asgard in that, in that vein. Weird. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the canonical existence. Uh, of, it no. definitely isn't in the movies. No, no. It's, uh, it's not really uh, canonical either, but... There, so it's the internet, I'm sure somebody will correct me. So there's a bunch of stuff like Thor. You know, he dates Jane Foster, who's his regular lady friend. Who is mm. that? Is the character? I think that that's the character that uh, that Natalie Portman plays. And yeah, yeah, that's who Natalie Portman plays. Though Kat Dennings' character was not in there. Though really, I think Kat Dennings <laughs> might be hotter than, than Natalie Portman now. Yeah, like, you'd be wrong. That's okay. No, that's right. You, you chose your side. <laughs> Stick to it. Oh, by the uh, way, Kat Dennings is in the new season of The Newsroom, <clears throat> and <laughs> one of the two party kids of the, the network uh, owner, oh, uh, and, they, and the two kids have a majority share, and they're young kids who suck, and they're going to sell the shares of the network, and that's probably going to be the thing that ends the show, like final I, episode. I, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like uh, Will McAvoy will give, them a, will give her a very stirring, inspiring <laughs> speech that will change their minds. Mm-hmm. About the nature of... Can we talk about the comeback instead? Ah, <laughs> uh, I wish I had so watched good. that. I didn't watch it. I didn't see the I, new one, but I just I just watched the series for the first time. Like, I think yeah. I had to say... Like, I'm not gay, but I love this. Yeah. I love this. 2006, buddy. Mm-hmm. I love the comeback. Love the comeback. So good. Such a funny Cr- show. Ve- like, just beautiful cringe humor that Kudrow was, like, writing. And, like, wow. after coming off the biggest sitcom in the universe... Mm-hmm. Well, like, Ma- Malin Ackerman <laughs> is really funny in it, too. Like, that's I don't know that is. The, the, the blonde lady. Blonde lady. The like, cute, the, the cute really? blonde girl. Why does she have, like, a, the name of a 70-year-old? <laughs> that's, her, <laughs> I, that's her name. Like, she... Uh, who played Night Spectre in The Watchmen. Did she really? Oh, Yeah. I'm getting it now. I'm getting it now. You were looking at her face. Uh, Were you? Well, she's topless a lot Mm. in this show, Henry. Well, that's her thing. Like she's she's very she's she's like one of the actresses who gets nude a lot. Like she doesn't care. Like Mm -hmm. and that's cool. Why should she? It's great. Oh man, that set. God, that sex scene in Watchmen (laughs) set to the the worst. The worst. Talk about a song ruining a scene, man. That's probably how Zack Snyder comes. <laughs> he can't come any other way. Uh, Loki is also related to Thor. He's his evil brother who... Got a mischief! Tricks him, and like in one of his things, Loki... It was a Thor story that really brought together the Avengers. Loki mm-hmm. tries to 
defeat Thor uh, by tricking him into fighting the Hulk, and he thinks that's going to kill the Thor, kill Thor. But instead, it unites them together as the Avengers, and mm. like so, Loki is instrumental to the creation of the Avengers, and that kind of translates into the movie too. That's why Loki is their first enemy because mm. he's the first enemy in the comics. It was a smart move by whoever who am ever wrote it. <laughs> Uh, so he's fought. He doesn't have a lot of great villains other than Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki's an incredible villain, yeah. but otherwise he just has other gods to fight. Or like, there's dudes called the Wrecking Crew who just suck. They're just like, <laughs> well, they're like, what if three dock workers got Asgardian powers? He's like, hey, I got a magic crowbar here. I'm gonna beat up this Thor. <laughs> well, I got this wrecking ball, and I'm gonna smash his head in. Yeah, get him, Wayne. Let's throw <laughs> this at this guy. <laughs> and they're but they're blessed with they're blessed with Norse powers. It's just that they, easy. Yeah, and uh, and th- there's also the Destroyer, who is the giant robot he fights in the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I love the Destroyer. I think his design is awesome. But is, is Aquaman used as a Thor equivalent when they in crossover battles? Sor- no, no, Shazam. It's a lot of the time yeah. Shazam. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah. that makes some sense. And in the comics, uh, in Marvel, on the Marvel side of things, he also battles Hercules a lot. Yes. But it's, the big battle is... I'm looking at the title. I paused. This The episode, the cartoon intro was introducing an episode called Enter Hercules. <laughs> the Thor is his <laughs> ultimate enemy in the comics mm. because it is like, who is stronger? Technically mm. Thor, but... Uh, uh, technically the Hulk but Thor is smarter and mm. quicker and has Mjolnir can just blast out like god force or whatever mm-hmm. so I really the only time I really got into Thor well, like I, I just knew him as kind of like Doctor Strange just eh, this guy's around in Avengers comics and he's cool there really but into him for a little while his comics are hard to read but then I got into him post Heroes Return when there was Heroes Reborn, so there's Onslaught. Mm-hmm. And then they kill off all the main heroes who then come back in Heroes Reborn when they're being drawn by the Image comic creators. And then they come back again into the Marvel Universe in, Mar- in Heroes Return. And so Thor is being written by Jan- Dan Jurgens. Mm-hmm. And in his thing, he puts Thor... It's so a little jerk lotion fortune. <laughs> so in this book, it returns Thor to being attached to a human, mm-hmm. except the human was kind of a bad guy before he got attached to him. So he's mm-hmm. like about to be arrested for crimes. But he's like, but I'm not a bad guy anymore as this guy. Mm-hmm. And he also like uh, uh, Asgard has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, and he is trying to find the remnants of Asgard. He's all alone. He fights the Destroyer, like, in a knockdown dragout, like, mega brawl, like, so great. And it's all drawn by John Romita Jr., who is amazing. Like, he, Thor, he's a quintessential Spider-Man artist, but I think Thor is the person he was made to draw because it's about giant men with long hair just bashing the crap out of each other. Like, it is, like, so above. Your wrestling fan is showing Henry. (laughs) And so then came uh, his recent history. So as as Brett has talked about on here, actually I think he'll talk about it in a future episode. Mm. Uh, that so Dan uh, so Thor gets written into a corner where they basically have Ragnarok happen. Mm-hmm. Like as we talked about, Thor Ragnarok is the upcoming movie. Yeah. In the comics, Ragnarok happened. Everything died. There yeah. was no more Norse mythology. But then in Final Fantasy thirteen two, <laughs> um. so Thor came back. Uh, he was supposed to be come back a lot sooner in a book written by Neil Gaiman, but Neil Gaiman was busy and mm-hmm. couldn't finish it. James Straczynski took those concepts and then wrote his own book for about three years, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Or it starts off really good, yeah. Gets less good, but uh, but he made Thor. He, he attached Thor to a Donald Blake again, and mm-hmm. he 
turned up his powers. He was like, no, no, this is the Superman of DC. Or, this is the Superman of Marvel. He's that powerful. And like they, they showed him beating up dudes who he normally didn't beat up so easily. Like, yeah, this is him at his full god strength. He's like, I'm not holding back, guys. And... Uh, and but eventually, like uh, Matt Fraction took over, and they just kind of shed the god. They, they just made him like, yeah, you're full god. And then he like died and was reborn. And in uh, the what was the oh yeah, fear itself. In mm-hmm. fear itself, he's died and then is reborn. He fights the serpent and all this other stuff from North Norse mythology. And where he's at now is pretty crazy mm-hmm. because he the original sin story. Nick Fury told him a secret mm-hmm. that then made him become unworthy of the hammer. He just dropped the hammer and he's not worthy of it anymore. Oh, is that what's happening? He can't pick it up. Oh. And so the only person who could is some mysterious woman mm. who picks it up and is now the new Thor. While he's like a dude with an axe. Like that's current. That's the Thor we know. It's just a dude with an axe while the person with Mjolnir mm. is is this mystery blonde lady. Mm. So yeah, all this exciting shit going on. <laughs> In the world of Thor, Jason Aaron's recent run on Thor is really great. With the uh, the God Eater storyline is yeah, that was fun. It tells three concurrent Thor stories across hundreds of years. Yeah, across mm-hmm. that eon, eons, eons, uh, across eons, eons across yes, e- many Holmes, McKellen's, as many Egon's, Egon. All right, but yeah, so you guys have any Thor thoughts? Um, no, I, I was like, I was super interested in him as a kid. And as I grew older and as I became more into like stuff like X-Men, uh-huh. I, my, I don't know, my patience wore thin for Thor. It, you were more into the weirdos with problems than Thor's god, no, godlike blonde. What originally attracted to it, and I can say this now as a comfortable heterosexual man, dude, I loved rainbows. <laughs> at that, I did. As a little kid, yeah. I drew them all the time. And then someone's like, yeah, that's queer shit, buddy. I'm like, well then, that would be the worst thing in the universe. Uh, Thanks to, for the peer pressure, buddy. <laughs> it is and, work. And, well, damn. And, ooh, Jesus, that's a dumb question. Sorry. Charlie's, do you want to go see Book of Mormon next year? Yeah, he just asked me to. And, yeah, <laughs> let's just, go see it in May. In May? Next, next year? We have time <laughs> to think about next year. This is how you get to see cool things. You have to plan it out. You wouldn't even go into Tokyo if, like, we <laughs> if we hadn't planned it nine months ago. I but, was there in the, in the beginning. I told Heidi and but Chris, put, you got to like, you got to commit to WrestleMania now. No, I already said I'm not doing it. <laughs> you said, yeah, you said to Heidi, like, yeah, do it if you you handle it. I can't, I can't, I can't be asked to. No, she she. She likes doing stuff like that. We're she, still in the superhero spotlight. She likes spotlight. cleaning my apartment. She uh, likes to do all the cooking. But then there, there, something did happen in the 90s where I did start enjoying, like, I all of a sudden, like, I started getting bored or angry reading certain comics. Even Rom the Space Knight. Uh, like, it, <laughs> the sillier it was and, and the more grounded a comic could be, and I found that a lot in X-Men, and especially Spider-Man. I don't know what it was about him and his rogues gallery, but it's like, I get his powers, I get his problems... Mm-hmm. I can hang with this. My problems don't exist in other galaxies, and I don't have to talk to Adam Warlock every six seconds uh, <laughs> to figure out a problem. Those are the heroes I ended up gravitating towards. In a Fantastic Four, I read a ton of Fantastic Four. Is his is it oh. so? Is his character treated in the comic like it, he is in the movies, where yes. there has to be like a proxy who says like oh. this is what he means, like Kat Dennings and Natalie Portman or the other Avengers? Well, he has a special font. 
Yeah, he has his own special font. I mean, but I couldn't. No, they needed to create those people, uh, some more people for the movie to just go like, let me explain. Mm -hmm. Like, let's have human talk. But maybe by the next film, well, so in Avengers two, like he's already he lives on Earth now. Like that was the end of Thor. That's a a distinction. He probably still speaks. When I grew out of Thor a little bit, it's because Thor spoke like every Silver Age comic character, and his uh, Mm -hmm. other people grew out of that. Forsooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, hither, enemy. <laughs> like Thor is still yelling that kind of shit in a fucking, yeah in a ninety two X Men world. Wow! So here's some uh, facts about his powers that mm-hmm. I didn't know. All right, so uh, he is incredibly long lived and relies on periodic consumption of golden apples to sustain his extended lifespan. Which I didn't know that one. And uh, let's see, the son of Odin and the elder goddess Gaia. He is the physic. He's physically the strongest of the Asgardians. Mm. If pressed in battle, he is capable of entering the Warrior's Madness, or Berserker Gong, in the region, <laughs> and, which will temporarily increase his strength and stamina tenfold. Nice. Although in this state, he is, atta- he is likely to attack friend and foe alike. Uh, and then he uh, has super, uh, super resistant, uh, invulnerable, possesses keen senses that he can see things that travel faster than light and far cri- cries across a planet. Ooh, I mean, one's coming out next week, so I'm glad. And he can uh, travel through time. He, he can also travel through time. And, uh, and call down thunder. Superb hand-to-hand combatant in pretty much any weapon. And then has the god blast that is the uh, biggest thing. When Mjolnir is, is damaged, Doctor Strange bound Thor's, Thor's soul to it. Meaning that if the hammer were to be broken again, Thor may die. Whoa. I want to see off the top of your head. Let's try and rattle it off. How many people have uh, wielded the hammer other than Thor? Well, that would be Superman. Superman you picked up the hammer. Yeah, in uh, Marvel. Chris in, Evans nudged it. We all saw it. <laughs> uh, Superman picked it up. Wonder Woman picked it up. Um, David Arquette, the the new the new lady. <laughs> uh, that was good. The new the new woman. Mm-hmm. Captain uh, America. Did he pick it up? Yeah, he did once. Eric Masterson. And the one I've told you about that you hate. Red Hulk. Oh, uh, and he, Red Hulk he, he, through transference. It, it he, was, he holds. He picks up. He picks up Thor's hand mm-hmm. while Thor's hand is holding it. He he does, and he throws. But then he swings it and throws both of them into space. And then while they're in space, he grabs the hammer because apparently its powers only involve gravity. I guess. No, well, it, I guess it has no land to touch, so it can't touch the ground. Like, I still think you shouldn't that's be able to hold it. Such a fucking loophole! I, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. It's there. There was a funny bit in a recent uh, Mark Wade written Incredible Hulk story mm-hmm. where Hulk meets Thor again, mm-hmm. but but because of a stupid time travel thing, this this Thor had never met Hulk before, mm-hmm. and so he picks up the hammer or the hammer drops. Thor, uh, Hulk tries to pick it up. He can't, but then he does, and he picks it up. And he's like, he holds it up like, "Yeah, I'm worthy." And then they, but then the hammer just keeps flying, and he just flies away. <laughs> and then when it comes back, Thor's like, it, uh, like Thor picks it up. He's like, "Oh, you thought you thought you were worthy? No, the the hammer was coming back to me, and you happened to be holding it when it flew back. Like <laughs> you were a passenger. You were nothing. Come on, <laughs> you were a parasite." It was such a funny scene. So I look forward to seeing what CM Punk will do with that character in the future. Indeed. And that's the Superhero Spotlight. Collect your hero. 
I'm almost upset. I forgot my favorite bit of comic news, and it, of course it involves movie casting. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, I really wanted to stay away from movie casting. The most, but it's the most beautiful woman in, ever built in the universe is playing the most beautiful woman in the comic universe. What? Margot Robbie was cast, apparently, may have been... Likely cast as Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movie. I don't know who Margot is. Margot Robbie is the female lead in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You see a lot of her. She She is gorgeous. She is. She really was. It seems like it seems like a trick from the devil. Her mm -hmm. her beauty. She was impossibly. She is impossibly hot, and especially like the scene where like her nude scene in it, like when she just walks like I'm naked. I can't. I can't (laughs) express how little. When we're off mic, I never say shit like this, but it has to be said. She is a trick from the devil. She's too Mm -hmm. beautiful. She's she's got everything. And she's like, va-va-voo. And now they're going to stick her in a Harley Quinn outfit, which I'm already very weak against. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, other than probably see this movie. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Suicide Squad movie, why they're talking about casting a Joker in it at all. So Why you, why Will Smith and Tom Hardy are rumored to be attached to the Suicide Squad movie? Well, the weirdest shit I'm reading is this. They can't cast anybody big because they don't want to commit to seven movies. Yes, they, they don't want to commit to seven movies four years from now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what Idris Elba, like, fucking hates. Mm-hmm. That he... Like, he spoiled a thing for Avengers Age of Ultron because he just pissed off that he has to be in it. He's just like, I was just Nelson Mandela. Yeah. All right. Last week's question of the week... Oh, that was a just show us your costume, wasn't it? Yeah, did you dress up and show us your costume? Just a quick couple I want to read off. Uh, Aimbot Master had the first picture. Oh, uh, well, first, the first uh, rep- responder was the Tingler, who said, uh-huh. I went as what I always dress up as, the mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Aimbot Master had Beautiful Joe. Ooh, so that was cool. And then we had another it's picture of J.J.B. Uh, Sterling has... Uh, the the Jim Lee version of Cyclops, which is re- a, a blue shirt with the with the uh, brown X Men jacket, the X Men bomber yeah, jacket that really. like that uh, Scott Pilgrim wears in a lot of the comics, which I love that bomber jacket. Um, John Wahizel says, not only did my lady friend and I dress up, but we got our cat involved too. It took my GF almost three hours to apply her makeup, and she made the Rocket Raccoon vest, vest for our cat, Snarf. So Snarf. He, so yeah, the cat wearing the, oh, that is so cute. She's Gamora. Yeah, she's he's, got a cute cat. Yeah, I love that cat. <laughs> Though, I wish cats like knew they were dressed up instead of like, why are you tying me up? I hate this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moan for Stallone has uh, a puni- oh, a friend in a Punisher costume. While he was he was Clooney. Clark? He's Clooney from Dust oh, Till Dawn. Okay, all right. If <laughs> if he was gonna be if he was gonna be the Tarantino character from Dust Till Dawn, I was like, you picked wrong. Like, don't play that play. Don't play Super Draft is Rick from Rick <laughs> Rixie Business. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Yeah, and he He's didn't got even the hair know. For it. Uh, then uh, the a bus full of nuns did your favorite the Macho Man. Yeah, I had rocked that one last year. Nice. Darth Orange has a, a really impressive uh, Iron Patriot Real. costume. Could be looks like a bobblehead. I sh- why am I criticizing? Uh, Kelshaw had uh, a different uh, uh, Cyclops outfit. Batman Boy Eleven showed off his uh, oh. Spider Man jacket, uh, the Spider Man top, which has the good Spider Man back thing. Uh, let's see. Who is? Oh, uh, Zarthus actually 
Sorry, I made me Xanthus uh, complimented your your uh, your costume, Chris. Mahagogo. That's right. And last, uh, wow. one more. I'm, see, I'm not uh, on page two yet. But Smelston, uh, me and my less enthusiastic friend, when as the Venture Brothers, I'm at the Chubby Dean, <laughs> and they're they're doing the two. But there's so salute. many chubby costumes. Uh, there's so many other chubby characters you could be from that show. Well, that's what mm-hmm. Comic Con is all about: chubby variations on established IP. I was well, that- a chubby Marty. Party Marty, <laughs> Chubby Marty McFly this year. I read a great tweet from uh, Dan Harmon who said, "Like I make all my characters very Halloween costumable. Like yeah. uh, the next season, Abed's going to go in an egg crate costume." <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that a lot of great pictures. Oh. Thanks for sharing, folks. Wiretap is Harvey Dent and his wife as Neil Gaiman's death. Oh wow! Yeah. I thought you were saying like the interpretation of Neil Gaiman dying. <laughs> uh, Ninja Jam uh, Jam is a winter sol- good Winter Soldier costume with an arm. I'm just guessing. Prove me wrong. Made up entirely of duct tape, but it works. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's very Winter Soldiery. That is great. Uh, all right, so whew, let's see. Question Wait, of the I, week. I, I want to get Japped in America. Says I didn't dress up as anything this year, but last year I was uh, B- uh, BTAS Nightwing. Well, my daughter Ooh. dressed up as uh, Sarah Barrelys. No one in Japan knew who either of us were. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a picture there. Um, boy. Yeah, okay. So this week's question of the week. What should we do? I guess, I mean, there's definitely something with uh, pro wrestlers. Okay. Pro wrestler. Oh, God. Match a pro wrestler to a franchise you would like to see him or her write. And what would that what? story be? Oh, Jesus. All right, I will go for Well, maybe extend it out to, like, who could they pl- Could you have an, all right, could you have could an actor? They... Like, could right, someone fine. be an actor in a movie? Just, okay. Yeah, fine. because who knows how wrestlers would write a comic. All right, what <laughs> comic book character would a pro wrestler play? Mm. Fine. Okay. Oh. Uh, all right, well, you know what? You said Mick Foley. That gets Mick Foley in my head that he would be a great... Uh, Volstaff, the fat guy from Thor, yeah, the <laughs> Thor's uh, Thor's fat guy friend, Volstaff the Brave. So I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm just all I know is Dolph Ziggler. You put him in a suit, mm-hmm. and I want to see the Punisher do something bad to him. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a great bad guy. Yeah, great, a great sleazy motherfucking gangster dude. Um, who's the guy that uh, Captain America fought in Winter Soldier at the beginning? Oh, uh, that- Whiplash? No. Bark uh, on the ship. On yeah. the ship. Oh, Batrock. Yeah, yeah, that I think Daniel Bryan could be that guy. Or Daniel <laughs> Bryan could just be Captain America. Gotta he can do both. Got to shave first. Uh, John Cena yeah. would. He'd be Superman, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, what is dumb? Super face Cena. Yeah. Like I read, <laughs> Uprox had this great. I love Uprox's wrestling coverage. So uh, John Cena is now being like he's now the new alternative comedy fan. Like. Like he he's in an the Amy yeah. Schumer film that Judd, that Judd Apatow's making, and he's gonna have a guest spot on Parks and Recreation, and wow. like the the tweet the the news story I read on Uproxx about him being on Parks and Recreation was like Chris Pratt's Chris Pratt's rising too fast. John Cena's come to hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird. Yeah, it's it's they say that. Well, that's the other funny thing. It. Amy Schumer. Like uh, it's an autobiographical film, and in mm-hmm. real life she dated Z- Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. But when she writes about her life, they don't cast Dolph Ziggler; <laughs> mm-hmm. they cast John Cena. Did yeah. you hear what she, what the barrier she broke? The pussy. She's the Jackie Robinson of pussy on mm-hmm. Basic Cable. They finally 
We've huh. been saying the word dick to describe the male mm-hmm. phallus, and we can't say pussy. I'm like, that is fucked up. We yeah. say pussy now. Pussy it can now be said on television. But hey. the, it, though apparently in the film, like John Cena does like a near nude scene in it, and that he's like a uh, gay jokes are involved mm-hmm. in it. And he's so that was like what The Rock was doing back when. Oh, he did started we not? <laughs> yeah, the big controversy about the Fantastic Four thing today. No, uh, they. They talked to so and so, the writer, the actor about uh, Doom. Uh huh. And his name is not Victor Von Doom. Ooh. Doom is a nickname he uses in the blogosphere as he is a master coder. Ooh, Ooh that <laughs> I doesn't swear, sound good. I went, I went to go read the quote exactly, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's describing something more nuanced. But everybody's kind of losing their mind. Ooh, that <laughs> that's a really Doom is, Doom is not the king of Latveria. He is a master blogger who mm. goes by the name of Zero Doom. That seems like how they would, like a dumb person would update it. It seems like in a pre-Marvel Studios world, what you do to the Fantastic yeah. Four. Well, if you don't have the nuance of Marvel mm-hmm. Studios of like, no, keep the core there and make it less stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay, I'm excited to see it too, and my nerves really. I, the only thing I can tease you is that I work on... Uh, what is it? Okay. He's Victor Domashev. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Fucking pop-up ad. He's Victor Domashev, not Victor Von Doom in our story. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll be sent to jail for telling you that. The Doom in ours, I'm a programmer. A very antisocial programmer. Mm-hmm. And I'm blogging... On blogging, my, on blogging sites, I'm Doom. That's happening. Ooh. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was cool, man. Josh did the whole deal. Lo-fi. And, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fantastic Four. Down to earth. All right, is anybody, needs. Yeah. Did any of you feel stupid now for freaking out over a black Johnny Storm? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom's a blogger. Oh, blogger. <laughs> anyway, let's end this. Yeah, we've gone on too long. Plug time. Let's go laser time this week and go to lasertimepodcast.com. I have a bunch of fun stuff for you. I'm going to try to stream Halo, the Master Chief yeah. Collection. I don't know how yet because we ordered a new computer to help us stream together and on mm-hmm. mic and play with you guys more. Um, and I don't know. I, that is coming in like in the next day or two and will take me like a day to put together. I don't know. Uh, we're recording this before the game comes out. Um but I, we do have a new episode up. It is all about discontinued foods. It's more interesting than it sounds and contains a little piece with Justin Roiland, creator of Rick and Morty and uh, Lemon Grab on Adventure Time. Ah, so yeah. And uh, cheap podcast. Oh. Um, <clears throat> WWE Network is free in November. Yeah, if you haven't, hashtag free, free, free. Yes, if you haven't subscribed, uh, we'll have an episode that's like kind of a nice primer. Primer. Yeah. Uh, it's totally worth it. Less honestly. time travel. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, the Video Game Apocalypse 2, the Video Game Podcast, and VG Empire, the Video Game Music Podcast, <laughs> all on the Laser Time Network. All wonderful things to listen to. And now, uh, until next time. Oh, yeah. So answer that question of the week in the forums page. There's going to be that. Uh, and then until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior. I'll be in